Uh, did you hear the story about uh, there was a school or uh, somewhere? I'm sorry, I don't have a city. I just heard it a few minutes ago on Fox News. It's being reported that uh, a school showed the movie Broke Back Mountain. Remember that gay movie, the homosexual movie Broke Back Mountain? Well, apparently one of the teachers showed it to the class and in within that movie, there's a homosexual act going on there. These two guys have, have quote-unquote sex together. And the teacher allowed that to show as well and traumatized at least one of the students for sure. And now the parents have filed a lawsuit for a truckload of money because their child or children were traumatized by watching the movie, especially the sex acts, act in the movie. Can you imagine that? The homosexuals are allowed to even show that movie in the classroom. You can't mention God. No God, but you can show Brokeback Mountain. Go figure. Take out Jesus and bring in Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> and that's good. Right on to the parents for suing. That is a trauma for your kids to see that type of crap going on. But uh, that's what's going on in the public school system around the country. Around the country. Uh, the uh, the atheists, God-hating folks, uh, fighting to remove God from the public square and replace it with Brokeback Mountain, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, Islamic religion, everything but Christianity. And I believe that the reason Christianity is hated so much is because it is uh, the most powerful religion in the world today. It is the only religion that I'm aware of that requires you to repent, turn away from your sins. And I think that's one of the reasons that is hated because you have to admit that you're wrong. Uh, Christianity is not a religion that accepts all this other stuff that comes along. And people hate that. They Everybody want to be as they are, and that God loves you the way you are, as you are, and it's just not true. Christianity says that God does not love us the way we are. He wants us to change. We have to turn away from sin. And I don't know of any other religion that deals with sin. If you do, let me know. But I'm not familiar with any other religion that deals with sin except Christianity. And I believe that's why Christianity is hated so much because everybody want to feel that they're wrong, that they're right in their, in their wrong. 888-775-3773, 888-77-JESSE. We have one more hour to go in this day. We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 12 noon Pacific time. So tell everybody about the show around the world. If you're not getting it by way of radio, uh, you can hear it on the Internet by going to bondinfo.org, B-O-N-D-I-N-F-O dot O-R-G. My next guest for this last hour is Lewis Smith. He's the author of an interesting book called Bury That Sucker. Bury That Sucker. We're going to talk to him, to uh, Lewis, about his book. Lewis, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. What is Bury That Sucker about? Well, essentially, you know, it's about the N-word, and it's a code. It's a code phrase to bury the N-word. And the whole thing is this. Uh, the reason why I wrote the book is that I was, I, there's a local park that I go to and uh, jog and work out and so forth. And there's a basketball court and playgrounds for kids to play on, and they're always using the N-word. And so every now and then I would stop and ask them, why are they doing this? And they say, well, we don't know. It's just something that you do. Yeah. You know, everybody's doing it. But you know something? This one particular day, there was these two kids fighting. And one, of course, was bigger than the other one. But it was a smaller kid who had the bigger kid on the ground. And as I was jogging by, 
the smaller kid was thumping the bigger kid, and, and what was coming from his mouth was, I will kill you in, using, using the N-word. And there was such rage come from him by saying this. He was saying, I would kill you, nigger? Yes. Okay. Okay, so now, um, oftentimes people say, well, we use that as a term of endearment and affection. But this kid was not using it for that particular purpose. And so I, I realized then I had to write this book because we need to understand the purpose and the intent of this word and how it affects us uh, and mentally and through our subconscious mind. And uh, this is why Bear That Sucker was written. What is the purpose of the word? The purpose of the word is mental enslavement. You know, what we don't understand is, is that not only were our ancestors physically enslaved, but they were mentally enslaved. And that was with their purpose. Because when, I, when our ancestors came over here, they, they were a very proud, dignified, self-respecting people, and they had to be broken. And the way they were broken is to take their minds and remold it into an image that their slave masters wanted of them. Right. And so we have to get away from that because we don't understand that's 400 years of mental enslavement. Well, a lot of blacks would tell you that they don't feel as though the word is a negative word when they use it. They're not being traumatized in any manner. Is that true? You know, they may feel that way, but that's not true because here's what we don't understand. When we look at, it doesn't affect all of us. You know, there are those of us who are mentally free and many of us who are not. And those of us who are not are the ones that's being affected by this word. When you look at, when you listen to the, the lyrics of the rappers, and you just listen to the message that's coming from the, from the uh, music, the denigration of self, denigration of the black woman, the, the, the black violence and the gangster way of life. Yeah. Uh, this is the way blacks have been programmed and conditioned to think of themselves for almost 400 years. And as long as we uh, identify with this word, uh, this is what's happening. So you think that when rappers or you hear kids using the word that they feel that way about themselves and they are not aware that they feel that way? Well, what they don't understand is, is how the powers of the subconscious mind work. What, what people don't understand is, and, and they do and they don't, and, and what, I'm saying, what I mean by that, that when it comes to the N-word, they toss all rationale out the window. What we need to understand is that thoughts are visitors. Uh, they come, stay a while, then they disappear, making space for other thoughts. But now what we need to understand is that some of those thoughts stay longer, gain power, and affect the life of the person thinking them. And, and we need to understand the power of this word. It has almost 400 years of build-up negative energy. And it is of vital importance for us to be very careful what goes into our subconscious mind. Words and thoughts that are repeated often, they get stronger by repetition, sinks into the subconscious mind, and affect the behavior, actions, and reactions of the person involved. And we need to understand that about the N-word. And so how do we bury a word? How do you bury the word? Well, you know, interestingly enough, that's a very good question. You know, as you know, uh, there are efforts around the country. There are mock, mock, mock funerals going on around the country uh, in an effort to bury the word. The NAACP did it up in the New England state most recently. And they're talking about doing it in Detroit this y summer. Yes, absolutely. Now, I, what I visualize is this happening all around the country eventually where you're going to have these mock funerals. And, and the whole idea is to implant this in your mind that this word needs to go. You know, it's not going to be, you're not going to eradicate the word itself. That's not the purpose. The purpose is for us as black people to stop relating to this particular word. 
it's 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 a it's a it's a defined racist term that we need to stop allowing ourselves to be uh, related to. However, that being said, and once again, I go back to the fact that this word itself can be eradicated because it is as much a part of American history as slavery, Civil War, Boston Tea Party, and so forth. So it goes without saying that this word has a horrible and a despicable and diabolical, diabolical history to it that is etched in stone and will not go away. And as long as we keep this word alive, we are doing a tremendous disservice to ourselves. Do you think that there should be laws passed banning this word? Oh, no, by no means. No, You know, this is something that needs to come from the heart. I hear this going or being banded around that it should be legislated. No, no. This is something that has to come from the heart. This is something that we should want to do as a race of people. This is something that we should want to free ourselves from. We shouldn't have to be... Uh, this shouldn't have to be a legislated law. So are you saying that, do you uh, agree that you can't change the word or ban it until you change the hearts of, of black Americans? I want you to hold that answer for me. I need to take a quick break. I personally, uh, Lewis, don't believe that you can uh, change that word or any negative word until you change the hearts and minds of black Americans. And most blacks today, not all, of course, but most are very angry, and uh, and 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 they lack values. You know, most are immoral. And until you change that, I don't ever see how you're going to change the word. But I'll let you respond after this break. Sure. Eight 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 seven seven five three seven seven three eight 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 seven seven Jesse. No I in the Jesse. Quick break. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Jesse Lee Peterson is here. Lewis Smith is the author of a book, Bury That Sucker, referring to the N-word. He wanted to get rid of it, and he feels that the best way to get rid of it is to bury it. So we're discussing that. If you'd like to have input, uh, we do have a couple lines open at 888-77-53773, Jesse. Uh, Lewis, are you on a cell phone? No, I'm not. We're getting static in your phone. Is it a landline? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, can you bury that word without changing the hearts and minds of most black people, getting rid, getting rid of their anger? Well, you know, the, the whole purpose in burying the N-word is to get back our self-respect, our pride, our dignity, our honor. Uh, that, that's the purpose of burying it. And, and when I say bury the N-word, uh, basically I'm not saying that um, uh, the word itself is going to be banned. What right. I'm saying is bury it from use. Stop using it in our conversation. Stop referring to one another as the N-word. Uh, stop disrespecting ourselves. Let's learn to respect one another. Uh, let's not allow ourselves to continue to be used uh, to allow our minds to be manipulated, such as it has been for the past 300 years. Now, if this is something that we took the word ourselves and say, well, this is our word, maybe that would be something a little different. But that's not the case. We have been programmed and conditioned to relate to this word. So we're allowing ourselves to be defined with a racist definition that's, that's steeped in ignorance and degradation. And we should think more of ourselves than that. Can you do that without changing the hearts of black folk, taking away their anger or showing them how or causing them to overcome their anger? You know, uh, just simply uh, relating to this word is part of the anger. Uh, it's, what, it's, it's, it's what's keeping that anger there. And we're going to find that as soon as we can free ourselves from that word, we're going to free ourselves from all the anger that's built up in us. And, and and this is what we don't understand about this word and power that it has. Why are black people so angry? They've been conditioned to be that way. For By whom? By our slave masters. You know, so, this is not something that just come up. So slave masters cause black folks today to be angry as they are? This is why you have black-on-black -black crime. This is why so many of our brothers and sisters are incarcerated. When you, when you, when you look at, uh, and Malcolm X said it himself, there is self-hate among us, and this self-hate stems from this, from the, um, from our, 
past of slavery. And we need to understand that all the issues that we're experiencing today isn't happenstance. This came about over 300, 300 to 400 years of build-up. So how is anger passed down to blacks of today? How, how is it passed down? Well, you know, we have to first of all understand that, that there are psychological forces at play here. Uh, this N-word, it carries the traumatic task and the intent to destroy, maim, or cripple a person, especially someone of African descent. And, and no matter how you slice it, dice it, or serve it up, once the smoke clears, the mission of this word is still intact. But tell me step by step how the anger has been passed down from slavery to 2007. Through the N-word. I know it may sound a little um, uh, hard to believe. So, so you're saying that blacks are angry today because anger has been passed down from slavery by one word, and that's the nigger word? Uh, this is what we don't understand about this word. It's heavily laden with psychological, demeaning, and degrading impacts, and it serves as a self-generating and a self-refueling, reinforced psychosomatic endurance. And, and this is to those who have been conditioned to accept this low vibratory rate of all-consuming energy. This is what we don't understand about this word. You know, oftentimes you hear that, well, it's just another word. No, it is not just another word. There isn't another word in the English language that can compare it to this word and the purpose and the intent of it. I'm not getting that. I, I don't see how a word can make a a uh, uh, a culture of people uh, that angry that they would kill one another, have children out of wedlock, uh, have illicit sex with everybody and their mama, I don't know how that one word, can you, uh, and it's not making sense to me. <laughs> That's understandable. But, you know, once again, I don't know, have you ever listened to any of the lyrics that the rappers are putting out? I have, but I don't know how that, I don't know how that word can cause the type of hatred and anger that we see within the black community. Well, when you, when you, when you go back, and, and this is the one thing that I, I have always uh, said, and I tried to get across, is that in order to understand the present, we cannot ignore the past. And this is what happens oftentimes. We want to ignore the past. We do not want to go back and revisit all the ugly and the terror that took place over a 300-year period to our ancestors. We simply do not understand the mental effect that it has had on us as a race of people. Does the N-word may cause blacks to have 70% of their children out of wedlock? Well, let me, let, me, let me share this with you. I'm going to go even further than that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to just say that. I'm going to even go a little further with it. I'm going to say that's part of the incarceration. And, and I really go into depth, total in-depth in my book, Bury That Sucker. It covers all of this. And incarceration or this incarceration, probation, parole, poor school performances, expulsions, suspensions, dropouts. All of these issues in our community, black-on-black -black crime, drugs, all of these issues in our community can be traced back to this one word and the effect it is having on us mentally. That is the Trojan heart in our community. And this is why I have to write that book, because people need to understand how destructive and detrimental that one word is. So if we took, if black people stopped using the N-word, then uh, out of wedlock birth, abortion, homosexuality, uh, following black leaders will all fade away? Now what I'm saying to you is that if you were to stop using this word overnight, nothing is going to change because we're talking about overcoming 400 years of a mental condition. So if we were to all stop using this word overnight, no, of course not. Nothing is going to change overnight. But what I am saying is that we need to understand that the only way any of this is going to be turned around, because I'm going to tell you right now, all of the issues that's, uh, 
that exist within the black community. The, the direction that we're presently going in to try to eradicate these issues are not going to be successful. And until we understand that the only way we can uh, liquidate the problems is that we have to look at the minds of our youth. And right now, what are we doing? We are poisoning their minds with all this lyric, with, especially with the rappers. Where, I mean, when you look at, when you, when you take our young kids and they're listening to this, it has an effect on their minds. I, I agree that that bad, crappy music, it does affect the mind. Uh, uh, many game members have told me that when they want to go out and commit a crime, they listen to that music, they get pumped up, and, it, and, and it's easy for them to commit the crime. But I've also noticed that the, the reason we find so much anger, and all of the stats shows it as well, at least most stats, not all, that the, the reason for the anger that we find within the black community is due to the lack of two parents in the home. The fathers are not there. And also the brainwashing, dumbing down, and demoralizing of black people by most of the black churches and the black leadership. It has nothing to do with this one word, but everything to do with the breakup of the home and false leadership. You, you know, um, I hear what you're saying, and I can, go, I can go along with you to an extent, to a degree. But I, I would take it a little further and say... We're still getting static. Are you still getting static? Yeah, I'm still getting that static. And they said, my my producer said, it's from your telephone. Oh. And you are on a landline, right? Yes, I am. Well, if you don't move, if you stand still just like that, we may, like, it's clear right now. Okay. So are you agreeing with me that it is being passed down from the black mothers to the children and grandmothers to the children and the false black leadership and preachers? It's slave mentality, of course, it's being passed down, has been passed down from generation to generation. It's the legacy that we've all been left with. So it's not necessarily the one, the N-word, it's a lack of values. It can be traced to that. But once again, we need to understand, this whole thing is about men, uh, mind power. This whole thing is about a state of mind. Poverty is a state of mind. What's going on within the black community is all a state of mind, and we will not overcome this until we understand the power of the, of the mind. So what I'm saying here is this. The only way any of this is going to be accomplished, it's going to maybe take three or four generations, but we start with our youth. And we need to, we, we cannot be followers. We have to be pace setters. We have to take the baton and run with it. We need to come together um, and, and have um, think tanks around the country and set up some sort of a system whereas we can reach our young kids at the elementary school age level. When you say followers, who are black people following? Well, when I say that, when you look at the N-word once again, we are not in control of our own destiny. This is something that has been outlined for us for over a 400-year period. We have been conditioned. Let me give you an example. Let's go back to as recently as the 60s. There was a practice in the South for the law enforcement officers to stop young black men and beat them until they, and they asked them the name, what is your name? And they would beat them until they say, I am the N-word. This is not something new. This has been, this has been a common practice forever. Well, who are black people following today? The N-word. Black people following the N-word? That's exactly what they're doing. So... I'm not getting this. I'm sorry. I'm black. I'm a little slow, so I'm not. But I'm just not getting. It. You know, I, I read in your bio that you are you are a student of metaphysics. Is that true? That's correct. And what is metaphysics? It's a study of the mind. And and is that how you discover that the N word is the is what causes blacks to suffer today? Yes, my studies about the power of words, energies, and thoughts of words is what. How I do, and, and honestly, and that's a very good question because I personally used to use the N word, and so after studying how words affect our subconscious mind and the power and the energy and the vibrations that comes from a from words and thoughts in general, and then reading up and doing some research on the history of the N word itself, I knew myself. No, no, no. I have to stop doing this because. I am better than this. My people are better than this. 
And when I look at my people, I cannot look at them as the N-word, nor can I look at myself as the N-word. Not with what I know about this word and, 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 and the, uh, the power that it has. So I stopped using it. Um, and so black people are following the N-word. And who is, who is controlling the N-word? Goes past. In other words, when I say goes past, I'm talking about 300 years of mental conditioning. We still don't understand. Many, so many of our people tomorrow, if they want to stop using this word, they couldn't because they have been mentally conditioned to relate to this word. You know, we come up with all kinds of excuses as to why it's okay to use this word. But the bottom line is they couldn't stop if they wanted to. 888-775-3773, Jesse. Peterson is here. Lewis Smith is my guest. He's the author of Bury That Sucker, referring to the N-word. We're going to take a bottom of the hour break. Lines are open back in a moment. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in and calling in. Jesse Lee Peterson is here. We're here Monday through Friday, uh, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Appreciate you tuning in. 888-77-JESSE is the number if you'd like to call in. Or you can email us at bond, B-O-N-D, at bondinfo.org. B-O-N-D at bondinfo.org. I, uh, we're talking about the N-word, and uh, I'm speaking with Lewis Smith. He's the author of Bury That Sucker, referring to the N-word. And that's why Lewis has said that blacks are angry and immoral because of that word. Uh, that word has been passed down from slavery. And as a result of that, blacks are suffering today. And he believes that if they were to bury that word because of the uh, effect that it has on the mind, that if they were to bury that word, then things would start to change for the good. Uh, black folks can turn back to righteousness. Uh, 888 Uh Louis, what did you think about uh, Imus' situation? Uh, what do you think about what he said when he called the black basketball team nappy-headed hoes? And do you think he should have been fired? Well, I think he got just what he deserved. You know, that man has a history of being disrespectful, not to just with black people, but to, to people in general. Uh, so he pretty much got what he deserved. Uh, this is a seed that he implanted down through, uh, through uh, the past several years. So he had no business referring to those girls as nappy-headed hoes. Do you think he should have gotten fired? Well, I don't want to put myself in a position of uh, passing judgment here in terms of whether he should have been fired or not. Um, so be it. If he got fired, he got fired. I, to be honest with you, I could care less one way or the other that he was fired. Did, were you disappointed that hypocrites like Jackson and Shopton was behind behind him getting fired? You know, um, <laughs> I, I know where you're coming from with that, and... What I have to say about Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton is that this is something uh, in terms of the N-word that uh, they should have been out front years ago. They weren't, of course. That's behind us. Uh, I have to move forward. I have to look at the present and the future. And whatever they can contribute to stopping all this insanity at this point in time is welcomed. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, they didn't make the moves beforehand, but whatever they do to contribute to the the uh, nonsense of using this word, I'm all for it. So, do you think? So, were you think it was fair that hypocrites like Jackson and Shopton were behind getting him fired? Are you asking me was it fair? Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? That's something that. Don Imus has to live with. He put himself in that position. You know, no, I'm asking your personal opinion as a an American citizen, as a man. Do you think it was fair that, uh, or do you think it was a little hypocritical that hypocrites like Jackson and Shopton was behind this, him getting fired when they have done things even worse and have not lost a job as a result of it? 
That's a very good question, a very interesting question, to say the least, one that cannot be answered with a yes or no because there's just too many. But you know if you think that they're hypocrites, hypocrites, don't you? What was that? You Do you think that they're hypocrites? Oh, of course they are, to a great extent. And do you think that they had the right or people should have uh, listened to them? Concerning this particular matter? Yes. Concerning this particular matter, I was glad to see them come out into the forefront. Do you think Jackson and Shopton should lose their jobs uh, due to the things that they have said about Jews and white folks and uh, uh, that in, in many cases have never apologized? Should they lose their jobs? Well, to be honest with you, my concern really is getting my people to stop from referring to themselves as the N-word uh, in terms of uh, passing judgment on... I, I know, but I'm asking. You said Ima should have been fired for calling those girls nappy-headed hoes. Should jo- Jackson and Shopton be fired for calling Jews the names that they have called them? Well, what I'm saying is I didn't say that he should have been fired. I just said I'm very indifferent about whether he was or not. It you said he got what he deserved. Yes, he did. And do do Jackson and Shopton deserve to be fired? For what reason? Calling Jews, Jaime Town, interlopers, um, all kind of crap. Jackson admitted spitting in the food of uh, spitting in the foods of white Americans while working at a restaurant. He admitted to doing what? Spitting in the food of white people while working at a restaurant. Should they be fired for that? He said this is what he did? Yes. Well, you know, without knowing whether he said that or not, I would hate to pass judgment or make a a comment or a statement on something. I'm not If I was aware that he did indeed say this... I just told you. (laughs) Well, whether he said that or not, if he did indeed say that, then that's something that should not have been said. Should Shopton be fired for... um, um, to one a brawly situation where a young black girl lied about being uh, raped by white police officers in New York. Shopton got involved. The guys lost their job. Their careers were just absolutely destroyed. He's never apologized for that. Should he be fired for that? Fired from destroying the lives of these police officers, white police officers. You know, as I listen to this, what you're just saying and what Don said about our about the basketball team and the girls and making racial, and in a sense was making a racial slur to them, I don't tell that would be the same as what you're saying with Al Sharpton. Both Sharpton and Jackson ran for president, and they destroyed the lives or said awful things about other races of people. They did what? They destroyed the lives and or said awful things about white Americans and Jews. Shouldn't they be fired as well? That is something that I'm going to not comment on one way or the other. Why not? Because that's not my concern. Let's take a call. Uh, let's see, which line? 888-77-JESSE. Let's go to this line. Let's go to Melvin uh, out of Oklahoma. Are you calling from Oklahoma, Melvin? Yes, I am. Okay, you're on the line. You're on the air with Lewis Smith. Yeah, I'm. I was just sitting here listening, and one thing I'd like to know is what does the word exactly mean? Because I've heard other races use that word towards themselves. I worked in there in California, and a group of Samoans, they were calling each other that. The N-word? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and I was listening to it, and I'm wondering now, Exactly what does it mean? Lewis? And there's other races using it as a form of, of of entertaining or just saying something to each other like it was a normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis? So, yeah, you want me to exactly answer that? Exactly what yes. does it mean? Yeah, you want me to answer that? I do. Okay. You know, that's a very good question that you have posed. And this is something that we don't seem to understand, that we have created this scenario by giving everyone the green light to use this word. First of all, we need to understand that 
the word today, even though it is looked upon as a racial slur, that was not always the case. Uh, this word is an image, and we need to understand what that image is. Now, and was, I should say, because that image affected our ancestors. Now, we simply don't have enough respect for our ancestors because if we did, we would not use that word. If we understood that, for example, uh, I want to give you a situation here, a scenario where uh, a black woman was, was tied and hung up on a meat hook. She was pregnant. And she was cut open, and the, and the black kids were gathered around her. And she was cut open, and the embryo was pulled out of her. And these kids are witnessing this. And this is to instill fear into their minds and hearts. And so this, and the reason that was okay is because she was considered as an N. Now, now I say N, you know what I'm talking about, the N word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, here is the thing. This is an image down for the past 300 years. Anything and everything that was done to our ancestors is down on the fact that it was okay because they were looked upon as being subhuman. It's okay to do anything you want to to an end who is subhuman. So uh, whether it's killing them, uh, torturing them, whatever, raping them, sodomizing, whatever you choose to do to them, it's okay because they are not human. So now when you use this N-word, we have to understand the history behind this word because today it is nothing more than a racial slur, but that is not always, that was not always the case. So today we try to make it be nothing more than a casual word, another word. We as a race of people need to understand that we should not permit that. We should not allow that to happen. We should have more respect for our ancestors than that. When they in terror and fear of that word, and now we take it and we embrace it, we use it affectionately. What a slap in the face when the last thing they would hear before they were being hung as they drew their last breath from being tortured or being hung was the N-word. But, Lewis, we didn't, we didn't uh, prior to 50 years ago when the government became the daddy of the family and the Jesse Jackson and most of the black preachers took over the hearts and minds of black people, you didn't hear a lot of black people using that word. They, they, there was a higher, more standard of living. They got married. The children were not uh, born out of wedlock in the, in the number that they are today. Uh, abortion, I, I grew up not even knowing anyone who had an abortion. And I would think that if they were doing these things, if they are doing these things today because of a word that was quote-unquote passed down from slavery, we would have seen more of, the lack of more character happening prior to 50 years ago than we do today. Why didn't we see this type of action 50 years ago? You know, let's start. You know what? Hold that thought for him. I'm sorry. Sure. I have to take a break. Um, Melvin, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Okay. Uh, we have to take a quick break and we'll come back to you, Lewis, let okay. you respond to that and take some more calls. Sure. 888. 77 Jesse 888-77-53773. For those that can't figure out what Jesse is, and Jesse is no I, J E S S E. We're talking to Lewis, and uh, Lewis Smith is the author of Bury That Sucker. And there's a movement today to end the so called N word. And some people are talking about passing the law, getting rid of the rap music. Uh, so we're just talking about that now if you want to have some input about, about it. Back in a moment. We're talking to the author of Bury That Sucker. It's about burying the N-word. We're going to tell you how to get his book. Uh, Lewis Smith is my guest. 888-77-JESSE to call in number if you'd like to call in. And we'll pay for the call. Uh, Lewis, if the N-word... It's the problem. If that's what's causing 70% of black babies to be born out of wedlock, black on black crime, uh, of all the HIV, the new HIV cases, over 50% of them are found within the black community, corrupt black leaders, corrupt black preachers. Why didn't we see 
this prior to 50 years ago? You know, this thing took off, and honest, and I know this may, I don't know how it's going to sound, but this took off 50, well, when, with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor made it okay, gave everyone the green light that it's okay to use this word. And so he really started something that we have not recovered from. But if it's a word that people can't help but use and live by because it's ingrained in their mind, we didn't need Richard Pryor's permission to do it. We would have naturally seen it, naturally seen it happen 50 years ago, but we, people were not using it as, as they are today. Because we wasn't keeping it alive fifty years ago like we're doing today. But you sound like it sounds like according to what you've said, it's beyond our control as long as the word is alive. Uh, what is beyond our control? This word. As it, long as that is. one word causes people to do weird things. Well, yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. But why didn't we see black folks doing weird things prior to fifty years ago? because we weren't keeping the word alive to the extent that we are today. You, you know, we, we, we really don't understand. So you're, you're actually telling me that black people, as long as that word is quote-unquote alive, is going to destroy black Americans and they don't have any other choice. It's a very self-destructive word and we need to stop using that, period. We have no idea to the. Well, there are many other negative words that they use too. They curse. They'll curse you out in a minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are we going to have to ban all negative words in order for a change? No, no, because there isn't another word on in the English language that compares to this word. I can think of some pretty rough words. You can think of that some, made this word look like a sweetheart. No, but you know what? None of them have a history behind this word. I, I defy you to name me one word that has the historical meaning and history that the N-word has. But some would tell you that in, that the N-word is not a negative word. Some black people would tell you that. It, it means something else. You know, of course they would say that. And, not, not, and I've said this before. There are many people out there who say this is nothing but another word. And until they understand, until they look up the meaning of this word and the history and study the history of this word, of course they're going to say that, but you know what? Ignorance is no excuse. And, and i got to say something else here, and, and uh, Martin Luther King said it best. When he said, nothing in the world is more dangerous than to fear ignorance and conscientious stupidity. We need to stop all of this nonsense. Now, I'm going to share something with you about the Holocaust. Back, oh, I'd say about maybe a year or so ago, there is a British writer who said the Holocaust never happened. Now, he got three years in prison for just saying that because that was defamation to the Jewish community. We have to set our standards up. Why should our standards be so low that we will allow ourselves to relate to a word such as the N-word with the history behind it for 300 years and we look at the Jewish community for something that happened over a 12 to 12-year period. They have put a stop to it. They will not allow anyone to defame or demean what happened then. You are going to show them respect no matter what. And here we are. We're going to take something that has uh, the historical meaning behind it and allow everybody under the sun to call us, call us out of our name. I agree with you that... Uh, there's no good in using uh, negative words like that. But I, I, I'm i not agreeing with you at all in that that's why black folks are suffering. But let me just restate and let you give me a yes and no on it. You're telling me and my audience that black Americans are immoral. The black fathers are not in the homes. 70% of black babies are born out of wedlock. Of all the new HIV cases, uh, over 50% of them are found within the black community. Uh, abortion out of control within the black community. Black people following corrupt black people like Jackson and Shopton and Louis Farrakhan and most of the black preachers. All, uh, black on black crime. All of this is because of one word, and that's the N-word. You're saying that 
Are you telling me that? Yes or no? That cannot be answered with a yes, no answer, but partly yes. And let me clarify that, because you mentioned something that, uh, about Jesse and Al Sharpton. Let's not forget, you talk about the influences that these two that these two people have on our people. Let's not forget the influences that the rappers are having on our younger generation. We cannot ignore that. And the influence that the rappers are having on our generation is not very good. It's very destructive. But it's all because of the N-word. Well, when you listen to the lyrics, you'd be the better. Now, I mean, all of the negative crap that you see within the black community is because of one word. When you listen to, I'm going to give you an example. Give me a yes or no on that first and then follow up. What was your question? You're telling me that all of the negative stuff that's going on within the black community around the country is because of one word. I'm saying it can be traced to that one word. To that one word. It can be traced to that one word. Uh, Do you speak to audience about this? I'm sorry? Do you speak to other people about this? You have thoughts on this? Yes, I do. And how do people respond to you? Very mixed, because you've got to understand, most of our people are, for the use of this word, most of our people are totally ignorant about the history of this word. And this is why we need, and this is why Barry That Sucker was written, quite frankly, because there's a lot of information in that book that can help people understand why that word needs to be discontinued in our vocabulary. So if we got rid of that word, stop using it at all, then black folks are going to get better? We need to do two things. First of all, we need to stop using that word. And secondly, we need to understand the power of the minds of our youth. You know, the minds of our youth is the wave of the future. Now, we need to understand that we need to feed them with positive thoughts and not destructive thoughts. We need to take control of the minds of our youth and put positive thoughts into their minds and once we understand the power that's there, we can eliminate a lot of the issues that's going on in, in our community today. In the, in the last few minutes that I have with you, give me an example of, of, a posit, of positive thoughts. What, for example, it's very important that we think how we think of ourselves. We must think very highly of ourselves and, give us, and have high self-esteem. How should we, what should we be thinking of ourselves? Well, well, gee whiz, it's the greatest people on the face of this earth. You know, when you go back to Moorish civilization, we were builders of great palaces and universities and great thriving civilization, but that is no longer the case today. So black people should be thinking that they are the greatest people on earth? There's nothing wrong with that. Muhammad Ali did. But it's not true. As long as you think it is, it makes a big difference. You do not want to force feed into the minds of our youth. Oh, it could be a lie, but it just needs to sound positive? As long as it is positive, you know, it's better to think of yourself as being great. You know, you But it's be, not better to think of yourself as better than anyone else. Well, no. I, I mean, for no, no, talent, no, 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 if no. you're talking about talent, you know, Muhammad Ali felt that he was the greatest fighter. But I'm not sure that he felt that he was a uh, the greatest person on earth. No, no, I'm not saying that because you never think of yourself as being better than someone else, nor do you think yourself of yourself as being lesser than anyone. But well, how how do you think you said that blacks should think that they're the greatest people on earth? No, no, no. What I'm think, what I'm saying to you in that context is that you look at yourself and you think of yourself as being great. And you have to have this image of yourself as being great, not necessarily greater than anyone else on the face of the earth. But why not see yourself as you are, see that you're no good, but don't hate what you see so you can become better? You know, one of two things is going to happen. Either we're going to listen to, either we're going to continue to force feed our youth with this nonsense that the rappers are giving them, because right now they're the Pied Pipers, and they have a tremendous amount of influence on the minds of our youth. We do not need that. We don't want that. We want more positive and, and constructive thoughts going into the minds of our youth and not that poison. Last question. Uh, so you're saying that the black boys and girls are not angry because they don't have parents in the home. Their anger has been or is influenced by this one word and not the lack of parents. No, no, it's all connected. 
it's all connected. I'm not saying that that's not the case. Okay. All that it's all connected. But let's not, let's not overlook the power of his word is what I'm saying. How can people get your book? Uh, they can go to online, to Amazon.com, or BarnesandNoble.com, or they can go to my website, BarryThatSucker, which is spelled with an A, BarryThatSucker.com. I really appreciate you coming on. I've never heard it put this way before. You're the first person I've ever heard that, you know, I've said out loud that black folks are suffering because of a, a word that's can be been passed down for generation to generation. Uh-huh. It can be traced to that word. It cert- most certainly can. And we need to understand that. Your website again? Uh, com. Well, Lewis, I appreciate you coming on with me. Thank you very much, and I wish you well with your book. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. 877-53773. I don't even know what to say to that. I've never heard that before. One word. I think my personal opinion is that folks need to change their hearts. Most people, uh, especially in the black community, they're angry because of no fathers and mothers. They're angry because they've been brainwashed, dumbed down, and demoralized by uh, the so-called civil rights leaders, the NAACP and others, uh, and that they're angry because they're kept in a bad situation by most of the black preachers. And if you could just change the hearts of, of the folks, get them to forgive, as Dr. King talked about, then these so-called words would fade away. Because when your heart is pure, then your mind is pure as well. And, I mean, you get rid of the so-called N-word, then there are other negative words that are going to step in that would keep you down as well. But if you can forgive, you will forget and move forward. And that's what's needed, I believe. I just Now, there are many opinions out there about this word, and I don't, recommend anyone use that against another person or with another person to identify another person but you got to change the hearts black folks didn't use that word prior to, to the 50 years ago for the most part because they were, they lived upright for the most part but out of town out of town out of time go to my website at bondinfo.org b-o-n-d-i-n-f-o Thank you for tuning in and calling in. I'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Get the word out. Have a good day.